this evening to describe something for me that is good, you might respond with something like, this evening's dinner was good, or my job is good, or the taste of coffee in the morning is good. There are a number of things that you could point to as being good, but we don't often associate death or loss or suffering with being good. Yet here we are on Good Friday. We traditionally observe this day as the day of Jesus' death. Each gospel account of Jesus' death refers to this as the preparation day. It was the day immediately before Sabbath, which in the Jewish tradition would have been Saturday. So on Friday, it was a day of preparing for the Sabbath that was to come. And it was on this day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, that Jesus died. It was a good day. Not because the disciples had lost a friend, that that should have been uh, an expected turn of events because Jesus had told them several times that his death was a part of the plan. There should not have been any, any surprise on the part of the disciples. Uh, they, they had spent countless hours with him in, in fellowship and in teaching. No, for them, this should not have seemed like a loss, but the sense of loss still remained. It was a good day. Not because Jesus suffered, this too should not have really caught anyone off guard. Even David, in his back and forth conversation uh, with God, he foreshadows the coming suffering of the Messiah when he speaks about the pierced hands and feet. Not, Not only had Scripture foretold of a coming Messiah, it also pointed to the suffering of a Messiah the mocking, the torture, the ridicule of a Messiah. It was a good day, not because Jesus died. They knew, we know, he must die. For generations, the Jews had lived in this system of sacrifice for the forgiveness of the sins and and for reconciliation of their brokenness to the holiness of God. And they knew they were waiting for, they anticipated this spotless, perfect sacrifice that was going to end all sacrifices. But even then, to stand at the foot of the cross, the object of, of torture, of ridicule, and of shame, and to see Jesus hanging there. How, with this loss and this suffering, with this death, could it be a good day? I wonder how I might have responded if I had been Abraham. And God had asked me to offer my son as a sacrifice to him. 
How would I feel? I mean, would that maybe be a deal breaker? Would that maybe be the point where I would have to draw the line and I'd say, listen, God, I can't do this anymore. Perhaps at times we misunderstand this story because we, we often point to the obedience of Abraham to be willing to sacrifice his son. And that's an important detail. He was, he was willing and obedient. But how could God ask Abraham to do such a thing? How could God even expect Abraham to be able to follow through? Abraham even went to the point where he, he, he held in his hand the knife and he was ready to do exactly what God had told him to do, but we forget Or perhaps we get so wrapped up in some other aspect of the story that we completely miss what Abraham told his son Isaac before they even went to the place of sacrifice. He said, God will provide the lamb. You see, Abraham entered into this whole thing knowing that God would provide the lamb. God would provide the sacrifice for Abraham and and for Isaac. That day was a good day. They saw the faithfulness of God right before their very eyes. It was a good day. The day that Jesus died, it was a good day because the promise that God had made was fulfilled. It was a good day because in that divinely appointed and holy moment, everything changed. In Luke's gospel, we read that at about noon, the whole land was covered with darkness because the sun had stopped shining. And then Luke says that at about three o'clock in the afternoon, the curtain in the temple, the one that divided everyone but the priests from the very holy presence of God, it was torn from the very top all the way to the very bottom, and then Jesus died. It was a good day. Because in that moment, What had separated humankind from God was gone. And it wasn't a curtain. It was sin. Sin that had for so long separated man from the presence of a holy God. Some have even referred to this day as Holy Friday because on this day, over 2,000 years ago, the holiness of God was made available to each and every one of us personally because in that moment, God provided the perfect, spotless lamb. This is a good day. Even though our hearts and our spirits are heavy, they are heavy because we are reminded of the immensity of the sacrifice that was made on our behalf. Like Isaac, it could have been, indeed, maybe it should have been us on the altar of sacrifice. But we have the privilege of knowing the story. We know, as Abraham did, 
that God provides the lamb. And this is good. Just as God spoke over his creation in Genesis 1, declaring that it was good, we look today at the fulfillment of God's plan in the form of his son giving his life the perfect sacrifice, and we can see that it is good. In the book of Leviticus, we find a a detailed system of sacrifice that existed for sin. In order to experience communion with with his creation and to make holy what had become corrupt, God provided his children with something that would cleanse their sin through these sacrifices, but also to serve as a reminder for them. Jesus gave us something as well to remind us of his sacrifice We see it as a sacrament, something that imparts to us the the abundant grace and love of our Heavenly Father. This sacrament represents a sacrifice, just like the children of Israel would have practiced. But in this case, the Lamb is provided. In this case, the perfect sacrifice does not have to be sought out It does not have to be purchased. It requires no work on our part other than to receive it. The perfect sacrifice given to us purely out of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It truly is a good Friday. It's a good Friday because tonight we are reminded that that Jesus came as the perfect, spotless, sinless, sacrificial lamb, and he gave his life for all. He laid his life down in order that we might have life. In order that we can be born again, Jesus actually said no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. This gift of God, this new life is made available to each one of us because God loves us. He loves us just as we are, but he loves us enough not to leave us just as we are. Jesus said that he came to seek and to save those who were lost, lost in sin, lost in hurt, lost in in pain and in selfishness and in pride, lost in depression or addiction, lost in lust, lost in anger. Jesus came, he suffered, he, he died to pay the price for all that separates us from the holiness of God because he loves us. He loves you. The love that Jesus showed on the cross of crucifixion is a love that's still available for you. No matter what you are lost in tonight, Jesus is looking for you, and he wants to be with you. 
The sacrament that Jesus gave us was for the purpose of remembering His sacrifice, but also to experience His grace. And as we partake of this meal of remembrance together this evening, for some of us, this will serve as a reminder of what Jesus has done for us and our receipt of this incredible gift. For some of us tonight, this meal of remembrance can actually be your receipt of God's incredible grace, His mercy, His love. As you come to grips with what Jesus has done for you so that you can have new life in Him. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he sat at a meal with his disciples. And he said to them, I have longed to eat this meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I will not eat of this meal again until the kingdom of heaven is fulfilled. And then he took a cup of wine and he, he gave thanks to God for it. And he said, take this and share it amongst yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of heaven comes. And then he took some bread. And he, he gave thanks for it. And then he began to break it into pieces. And he said, here... Share this amongst yourselves. This is my body, which has been broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine, and he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, <clears throat> an agreement that is confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. You see, this communion supper was instituted by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and it is intended for us today to be something through which we proclaim the life of Jesus, we proclaim the sufferings of Jesus, we proclaim His sacrificial death and His resurrection, and we also proclaim the hope of His coming again. It also is a place of grace a table, a means of grace in which Christ is present by the Holy Spirit, is to be received by us in reverent appreciation and gratefulness for the work that Christ did for us on the cross. It's also to be a time of reflection. We reflect not just upon what Christ has done for us, but, but we also reflect on how we respond to this incredible gift of forgiveness. The sacrament is not to be taken lightly. In fact, Paul said that whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an, in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and against the blood of the Lord. And so our presence, our very presence at this table indicates our awareness of our sins and our repentance from them. We come to the table that we might be renewed in life and salvation 
and be made one by the Spirit in unity with the church. We confess our faith that Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we gather here at your table in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who by your Spirit was anointed to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He healed the sick. He fed those who were hungry. He ate with sinners, and He established for us this new covenant for the forgiveness of our sins. And we live tonight in the hope of His return. And so, Father, we gather as the body of Christ to offer ourselves to You in praise and thanksgiving. Would You pour out Your Holy Spirit on us and on these Your gifts? Would You make them by the power of Your Holy Spirit to be for us the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By Your Holy Spirit, Father, would You make us one in Christ, one with each other, one in the ministry of Christ to all the world, until He comes again in final victory. And now, Father, as Your Son Jesus taught us to pray, we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would you please take your elements tonight? If you have not already opened them to prepare them, please do so. And we take first tonight the wafer, which for us represents the broken body of Jesus Christ. And as you receive this tonight, receive it, knowing that it preserves you blameless unto everlasting life, and eat in remembrance that Christ died for you, and be thankful. As you take your cup tonight, the cup that you hold in your hands represents for us the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you to preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. As you drink tonight, drink in remembrance that Christ has died for you and be thankful. Heavenly Father, This is a good day. It is a good day because today we remember the gift of being born again, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of redemption, the gift of restoration. All of these gifts made possible because of the sacrifice of a perfect, spotless, sinless lamb, your one and only Son, sent here 
to our broken and dying world to seek and to save those of us who are lost. God, we rejoice because that mission is still alive today. You are still desiring to seek and to save the lost. You are still desiring to see people born again, to be redeemed, to experience and to live in the forgiveness that comes to us so freely because of what your Son has done for us. It is a good day. We rejoice in it. And we are thankful. Even in this moment right now, Father, while we gather at this table of remembrance, we are thankful because of the sacrifice your Son made. And God, while we eagerly look to just a couple of days from now, Father, I pray that we would not get ahead of what needs to happen in our own lives, in our own spirits as we soak in this moment, as we pause to remember and pause to reflect. Father, help us not to get so far ahead of things that we miss the beauty of Friday night. We miss the beauty of the cross. Father, thank you for sending your Son. Thank you for loving us. We pray all these things in your Son's precious name. Amen.